This is the Daily Wrestling News Show for November, what, 2nd? I think we're on now. Is that right? November 2nd. Uh, so, uh, Travis, welcome to the show. It's good to be here. This is my season finale. Hopefully I don't die by the end of the episode so that maybe I can make a return to season two. We'll see. Well, there must always be a Stark in Winterfell. So Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. All right. Yeah, as Travis kind of mentioned, we are we are going through this week. We're doing our season finale for each host, I guess. And um, the reason is I have some big projects that I'm working on for the website, Minutes to Bell Time. Um, some of them I'm, I'm very excited about. I'm not really releasing what I'm working on so much, but um, but there is a technical upgrade that we're going through. It's going to make things faster, give me the ability to run queries and things like that. So we're so I'm working on that. We're going to put Daily Wrestling News Show on the shelf for a bit after uh, after this week's slate of shows, and then you know we'll do roundtables, we'll do post shows, we'll do things like that. We'll have plenty of video and podcast content coming out but we're not going to have a daily 10 a.m. show. Uh, we are going to do a roundtable with all of the hosts uh, seven to 10 days after the Royal Rumble. So we'll have, be able to look at, you know, where things have progressed over a three-month period as opposed to like a 24-hour period. So I think it'll be really, really interesting. So uh, we're not going to have as much content, but all of the content will be great. So that's what my, uh, my hope is there. So. Sounds good. All right, so that being said, I just mentioned we're not going to have a ton of content between now and the Royal Rumble. So what we're going to do is we're going to talk about Travis's hopes for the next three months, basically, to get us to Royal Rumble, uh, what he hopes to see in wrestling like stuff, such like that. But, but before we do that, we did something like this about 77 episodes ago hmm. uh, at, the, at the, uh, the 100th episode of this show. So I want to revisit what you said then about oh, what your boy. hopes were. Let's and see. I, I, I don't know if my hopes and dreams came through or not. This is a little scary for me. Well, you had you you had two. Okay. Two major hopes. One of them was that you hoped AEW would do six pay-per-views rather than four. Uh, so we still have the four standard pay-per-views, but they did announce, I think shortly after we had the 100th episode, that there are going to be also four major shows on TNT throughout the course of the year, which I think will be, you know, like your your big shows that you build to um, that are not Dynamite and they're not Rampage. They're four specials. So to me, that's not quite a pay-per-view, but it's, it's going to be a very big show and you're going to get four of those. So maybe that rounds down to six pay-per-views type of thing. Yeah, that's pretty close, right? Like, I feel like that's like if it's done in the way that like winter, winter is coming was done and different things like that. Like, those kind of supplement. It's it's sort of the best of both worlds if you're a fan. A, you don't have to pay for it, and B, they're they're building storylines into that that probably feed off into the coming up pay per view afterwards. So, you know, I think TNT gets the rub there a little bit, and we get free free great matches as as fans so yeah you were mentioning at that time that you just felt like three months of a build for a pay-per-view was a little a little rough and yeah. a couple times a year it's longer than that because they they cram you know like full gear is really close to all out mm -hmm. but you know when you go from double or nothing to all out that's a long time that's like close to four what four or five months 
June, yeah, July, August. it is a long yeah. time. And 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 they not you know they don't sit on storylines with people and have them fight fifteen different times before they get to the pay per view either. So yeah, yeah, the build is a little strange sometimes. The other thing that you had mentioned, your second hope was you were looking for the second show. This was before they announced uh, Rampage. Okay. Um, but the the thing that you had talked about, which is is kind of a cool idea that they they have not done. Uh, you were saying that it, it'd be nice if they did like an episodic show where each episode like featured a single wrestler who did sort of the creative direction for the show. So you'd like oh, do yeah. a hardcore show with John Moxley, Darby Allen, do his thing where he he books the show and then you know that person's in the main event. John Smith said he really wants the John Silver episode. So you know, so we haven't got that. But so I think out there that could be I done. think I was probably ahead of my time on that based on what Tony Schiavone said recently about thinking that in 2022 the the AEW streaming service would be up. So I'm positive that they're probably going to need content. So maybe I was just I was just two years in advance with with what I wanted or hoped for. Who knows if they'll go into that direction? But they're definitely going to do some stuff that's content based that's outside of the wrestling ring. So maybe yeah. we will get it. You got roads to the top, which is there you go. Kind of like that, but it's just one guy. <laughs> yeah. One, one, one or two people, I guess. All right. So that said, that's what you said about six months ago. So what say you now? What are your hopes for the next three months? Hopes for the future. And these will be kind of all over the place. Um, I, I hope that uh, GCW continues to grow. Um, we're seeing some really interesting stuff from then and the people that are participating on their shows, the caliber and what they have access to has gone up immensely just in the short period of time that you and I have been following it. I mean, the Briscoes are the new champions. Um, yeah. So there's just a lot of stuff going on in that upper Perfect indie world. Too. That's yeah. Man's got injured. Yeah. Mance Warner got injured and, you know, we saw Dan Housen that went down too. We got, you know, he's going to need a new leg. Um, and to move into that, I, I hope ROH gets a buyer or gets back on track. Um, Ring of Honor was sort of my first dose of indies outside of local stuff that felt like it mattered and felt like it was relevant. And the crop of, of people that came out of there was pretty incredible based on what we see today. So hopefully they get their, you know, the ship gets righted over there. Or they get it figured out or they move it to somebody that has a passion to to do something with it that it deserves because... Ring of Honor is a really good name and it's a good it's a good trademark to have and stuff. So hopefully we see that, you know, come out of whatever this malaise that they're in is right now. Um I wanna I wanna let me let me uh just riff on that for a second. Because yeah. I had some notes down about Ring of Honor too, and between somewhere between my hopes and my wild ass predictions. Um, you know, there's a good, there's a good and a bad, you know, like ring of honor is making all of the talent available to like, can go sign someplace. They can work elsewhere, whatever. They're all released from their contracts. Um, it's there, there's a chance that the ring of honor may, may, may actually do better afterwards because if these guys don't go out and sign exclusive or there are more top talent that haven't signed exclusive available and ring of honor is booking in a way where they're not, tied into the same people that they haven't contracted their guys that they're using now can go out and build a name elsewhere by doing a three-month run at this company or a three-month run at that company so that when they come back for the ring of honor show they're a bigger name and also maybe ring of honor can pull in somebody like you know john moxley who works everywhere or somebody something like that and they can work on those shows and make the show 
you know, that much better. So my wild ass prediction was that maybe AEW makes heavy use of all of a lot of the recently released ROH talent. Um, and maybe, maybe that actually improves ring of honors stance when they do come back or, you know, maybe AEW acquires <laughs> so, uh, so much ring of honor talent that they actually start another show, uh, whether that be a television show or a YouTube show. So I just yeah, I think, I think that's, that's all, those are all good points. And I, and I agree. I mean, it, it there are there are plenty of places now where somebody like Roosh, um, Dragon Lee, they can go and get more exposure. You know, during that period of time, you could certainly do an Impact Loop, you could do a MLW Loop, you can sure. do a New Japan Strong Loop, right? So there's a bunch of opportunities where there's taped wrestling um, that's done in blocks of time where you can, you know go over to their studio work the days that you need to, to be on that. And you're on the programming for, you know, a month or so and, and, and kind of go from there. And who knows, maybe some of them get a build on a pay-per-view or something like that. Um, there is good talent there. It, I would say from my perspective, it, it's a lot of raw unpolished stuff. Some, um, yeah. You know, sure. outside of the guys, like maybe your Jay lethals and your Briscoes of the world, there's a lot of stuff that like, you know, kind of needs to be in the rock tumbler a little bit longer and needs to work through some of that stuff. But, you know, it's a, it's an indie promotion that has an indie feel to it, even though it's owned by Sinclair and the, a giant media conglomerate with a whole ton of money. Um, it's still presented in a way that's kind of gritty and stuff like that. And that's part of what people love for sure. Um, but you got guys like EC3 that have been around a little bit that could could do something and, in, 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 you know, the Shane Taylor stuff and all the violent stuff like there's there's definitely people there that will get work outside of that. Um, I don't know. I think I think we'll probably see PCO do a, a Minoru Suzuki esque sure. loop around before he hangs it up. So and that'll be fun for all of us. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I think I think seeing what Ring of Honor does in these next three months and what we know when we when we talk have this show next is going to be a really interesting talking point. Yeah, I would agree. So, um, to move forward a little bit, I would say, you know, I, I, my hopes for the future would be less trash finishes by WWE. I think that's a pie in the sky. They love a DQ or a roll up yeah. or some kind of garbage and they can't, for whatever reason, write themselves out of booking characters in a poor way. Um, so I, I don't know, like I, I, I don't wish failure on anybody, but I feel like they need to fall a lot more to really get an adjustment there or something big needs to happen in the upper end of the the company for them to sort it out. Cause I'm not, I just, I honestly don't know how much they care about the quality of their product with regard to it making a whole ton of sense or being something that people that look at it more than just a baseline entertainment of flashiness and characters care to chew on. Um, yeah. So hopefully they get that figured. It's just not satisfying when you spend 20 minutes watching a match that you think is really good. And then it ends up having a no finish. And then when you come back for the return, it's a five-minute match with a crappy like roll-up type of finish, and that's the end of the feud. That that happens a lot, and it's just it's not that satisfying. Yeah, you just don't feel like you're paid off. And then my last one for hopes for the future is AEW figures out Rampage. And what I mean by that is there's nothing wrong with the show. Anybody that's had the ability to take a look at that one hour of wrestling, I'll put that one hour of wrestling up against any one hour of wrestling that you want to see on TV for any show ever and it's going to be good or better than than whatever you're watching 
Um, but the slot that it's in now, the way that they put it taped after the dynamite stuff, it makes for a, a quieter arena than what it deserves. So I think they really need to sort it out, whether that's make it a two hour show and then sell some more tickets to a different arena or however they want to do it. It's not working for, for, for the company itself, even though the numbers are, you know, they, they popped a better number this week than they did last week, but it's fluctuated. And, yes. you know, they haven't been able to get anywhere as near the, the numbers that they got when punk came out. Now that's kind of a once in a lifetime thing. You're never going to get that pop again, take advantage of it where you can, but uh, something needs to change with that show, whether it's moving it into an earlier time slot or extending the amount of time or when they're filming it. I don't know. I I'm just, I'm in a, I'm at a point right now where I don't enjoy watching most of the WWE stuff. I don't love taped wrestling. Yeah. I, I, I want to say, I think a couple of things on rampage first, Andre said last night in the uh, municipal time conversation thread, one of his, one of his wild ass predictions for 2022 is that rampage gets canceled. And I think that might be going a little, a little far. I think, I think TNT uh, and TBS need to look at look at that product and say, man, if it's doing this good in this slot, how good would it do in this other slot? And would it do better than some of the stuff that we have? Um, but I, I, Rampage does feel weird to me. And there are times, like you mentioned, the taped thing. And you know from going to a couple of Dynamites recently that when you sit there through AEW Dark Elevation and you have a great Dynamite, and then you go into, no matter how great Rampage is, you're sitting there after having already watched three hours, and it's tough. Like, it, you're ready to go home. It's a weeknight, um, and you're you're watching this at, at least probably 10.30 before they start it. So you're tired. And we saw that at the last Rampage where people started leaving and stuff. And that wasn't because there wasn't good wrestling on, right? You know, you had Eddie Kingston and Daniel Bryan or Bryan Danielson. You had the Abaddon match, which was very, very good. So, like you said, there's nothing wrong with the product. It's it's very very good. It's just it seems like it's it's placed in the wrong spot, and when it's not live, it takes a lot of gas out of it because everybody knows the results. So, yeah, hopefully they do figure it out. And I I I don't think we're going to go as far as Andre said as a wild ass prediction. It gets canceled. No, I don't think so either. Because I'll tell you, I I guarantee you, it's doing better numbers in the slot, the crappy slot that it's in right now than any. Shawshank Redemption replay or something like that that they were going to put in there, you know, it's usually number between one and four and cable in that slot. Yeah. So uh, I mean, 1700 cable stations again, so. it's a, it's a tape show. Yeah. They could literally put that show wherever the hell they want. Really? Yeah. It's not yeah. like you're, you're worried about a live audience or anything like that. And to speak to what you said about it, it is, it's just a long night, right? Because dynamite always finishes with something to make you want to come back and tune in the following week, whether it's a surprise or a big finish or whatever the case may be. So like all the serotonin and dopamine that's in your body that can cheer for wrestling after sitting through an hour of 15 or 20 matches of elevation, which yeah. I understand why they do that first, because if they do that at the end, the arena would be completely empty. Yep. Um, and then you got to go, you go all the way through dynamite, which has got its highs most of the time. And then you're like, Oh, rampage is here. It, like even a younger version of me wouldn't have the energy to be able yeah. to be that up for it and stuff, you know? So I, yeah, something's definitely got to change for them for that because it, it's just, it's too good 
it's too high quality to not get the enthusiasm in the building that it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. And I, th so I, I want to go back quickly cause I'm looking at the stuff that Andre mentioned yes, uh, yesterday. He also said, uh, regarding the ROH conversation, he thinks Vince buys ROH. Um, you know, we talked about scenarios where Tony Khan buys ROH. Um, if Vince buys them, it's not for the content. It's going to be for the library, and that's all there is to it. Yeah, but, yeah. You probably um, not see another match from ROH at that point. Yeah. Uh, anything further on the rampage stuff, though? Nope, that's it. That that was that was all my hopes of the future for the at least the four promotions that were like kind of top of mind for me. Um, New Japan hope for the future is it's hard to say. I'm just interested to get the English speaking wrestlers back across the pond to co-mingle with their Japanese counterparts so that we start to see what's going to happen from the fallout and like, you know, in between the timeline that you gave me, like we're going to get Wrestle Kingdom at least the first two days of the three during that period of time. And it should be super, super interesting. So I'm glad that that's going to happen and we'll get the whole roster back together again, the bands back together and who knows, maybe somebody from the United States will go across the pond and start causing some problems over there too. So yeah, the hope I had written down, from my side for this show was just that that japan opens up and that new japan is able to utilize all of their talent by the time we get to wrestle kingdom yep don't know if it'll happen right now they're still sitting at like you go over there you gotta sit for 10 days in a hotel room before you can go out in public um and hopefully they hopefully the those restrictions they lessen and hopefully the fans want to go back because that's another issue like you know you see these great big huge buildings that they run and they you know they're at 10 percent or 20 percent capacity it's it's not a good look no um so i would like to see you know it's a hope you know that new japan kind of gets back on track and that they can utilize all of their talent because once they can and they have all this brand they've built up in the united states and they run a super show and they've got you know your you got tom lawler and fred rosser and all these guys that are working alongside okada and and uh, Tanahashi and whatnot, you're going to have some really interesting stuff that we haven't had yet. So. Yep. Yep. It'll be nice and fresh. So hopefully when we're talking about this three months from now, we could say, oh my God, isn't that great? So Exactly. All right. Okay, Travis, what's your wild ass prediction uh, for 2022? And I want to mention that when we'd have episode 100, you thought Andrade would become a AAA world champion. He thought he'd because about, about that time, he had issued the challenge against Kenny Omega for Triple Mania. And they have, everybody has said, even Kenny Omega has, himself has said, Andrade was booked to win that match, but Tony Khan put his foot down, which is kind of what Al Carl said he thought might happen. Yeah. So, you know, Rick so. didn't even help him in the end for that either. So, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a hope. Um, so I'm going to do, since it's Wild Ash prediction for 2022, I, I think I can, I'm going to, I'm going to hold that I've got the, the entirety of the year rather than just up yes, to rumble. Yeah, for sure. So my prediction is that, that the person that finally beats Roman is Walter. I love it. Um, yeah. and, and I don't say that because I believe it's going to happen because I think, and I don't have a nice way to say it. I think it's too intelligent of a decision for them to do. Um, because if you really take a look at, and it, when I was listening to the episode yesterday with you and John, um, there's not a lot of names and there's not a lot of talent where you can go that you can elevate somebody to kind of carry the company in the same way. Um, 
the comparisons for Walter's run in NXT and, and Roman's current run on the main roster are similar. Sure. Walter has shown that he can wrestle up and down. He is sized Vince appropriate to hold a title. I think it comes down to can they attract him to be stateside long enough to make that happen. And that's a personal decision that he's been against um, for as long as I've known. So he is the the one person that I think you could put into an upper end thing um, and make it believable and make it be something that the fans don't revolt against. Um, I think the big thing there for, for me is like at minimum, I want to see him come in and then have not cut the knees out, you know, from him right from the start, bring him in. Even if half the fan or three quarters of the fans don't know who he is, that's perfect. You tell us who he is. Correct. You know? They have all the credentials right there in their own company that they can talk about, you know, how he had the belt for the UK belt for almost a thousand days and that he's an unstoppable force. Tell us that story and then throw him in there with Roman. Don't, don't wait. Don't wait until you've beat him 12 times before you show us what you tell us who he is. You can't beat him 13 times from raw roll up or botched finishes or whatever. And then try to tell us that he's a monster that can take down Roman start strong and move there and even even if he doesn't win even if he doesn't beat roman we're a lot more invested correct it'll be interesting and i'll and i'll feel better about my prediction if um if he shows up at the rumble sure um if he's not on the rumble then i don't it's i think it's too far out for for something to happen and i just i after seeing him win the title last wrestlemania i don't see roman dropping the title at this coming wrestlemania either which gosh it feels like a boring run when i think about it that way like the title hasn't been in jeopardy for like a number of years or whatever but i don't know they you know they they've had their card attached to roman for a long long time they really 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 want him to be the rock i'm sorry he's just not the rock and he's not ever going to be the rock and he's just not that level. It's just not, it's not there. Um, but a fine person to have the title on right now and not somebody that I can easily say, okay, this person in the locker room right now is going to take it from him. So that's why I had to kind of get outside of the locker room and say, okay, well, who's there that could be sized right where it would be believable to be able to do it. So yeah, if they set up Walter the right way, that's, that's and they I'd, make like, Walter, I'd like to right? see it. Like, like, well, that's know, the thing, right? Like the yeah. passing of the torch, whether we're talking about, you know, Hogan to Ultimate Warrior or Andre to Hogan and that kind of thing. Like you you need to pass the torch moment. Whereas if, you know, they just give it to Goldberg or something like that. <laughs> yeah. What a waste of all this time. Yeah, you, you can't know? have it be, you can't, I, in my opinion, and I, I said this on the show yesterday, the person who beats Roman Reigns should not be somebody who's had the belt before, should not be somebody who's been a top guy in WWE for 10 years and was just waiting for his moment. This It should be somebody who is on the up, on the up fast, and that they want to invest in for the next many years, that they can build him, build him right then and there, make a star, and then he's got that credential. doesn't matter what happens after that. He's right. the guy who beat Roman, and he's the champion. Give the person a... You know, don't take it right back the next week or anything. Give the person a three or four month run at least. And he's made from there. Yeah. 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 Hopefully that's what happens, but I don't know. I'm feeling more and more every day. Like it could be something where it's, you know, riddle that ends up beating him or something. So, which would have been fine if it was done in the beginning. Right. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) 
Yes. Now we've got a, a over a year and a half of what we have, and you know, a lot of the a lot of the steam was taken yeah. out. Yeah, absolutely. Any other wild A predictions? That's it. That's okay. it. That was my that was my one for the for the year. Um well uh, Andre said yesterday in the conversation thread that he thinks um uh, John Smith says sounds like you're talking about Karen Cross. <laughs> so name your guy, Karen Cross, Keith Lee, you know, any you know, a lot of guys like that. That's why I don't I didn't even want to mention him in this, but I will since John brought up that comment, like, you know, Dexter Loomis is Vince sized as well, but I just he just feels like he would get Alistair Blacked when he got moved up. Possibly, you know? yeah. The, I mentioned yesterday on the show about NXT, though, is that I am somewhat reassured by the fact that um, the same people that are doing Raw and SmackDown are at least have their eyes on NXT now. <laughs> so, like, you know, presumably what they built up on NXT will be extremely relevant to the Raw and SmackDown when they bring them there, you know? Like... It, it would be a nice break as good as it once was but but there's presumably more continuity now when they move up you know it it would be a nice break for sure uh andre said yesterday in the minutes bell time conversation thread about a a wild ass prediction that he had is that wwe continues their roster purge and i think this is a fact of life this is going to be something we see definitely every april and probably two or three times throughout the year we'll see some some names it's been a while since we had a big cut but i think to to riff on that is there somebody that you think in like sort of that upper echelon like this year we saw braun Strowman go we saw bray wyatt go is there any other names that you think wwe will cut now we talked yesterday with don kind about kevin owens maybe taking a leap but is there anybody that you think might get cut from like this upper section just regularly cut. I, I'm not sure. Um, I know I kind of threw that off you at you off the cuff here, but I could I could I could see. Uh, I agree. I don't I don't think Kevin Owens is long for this WWE world, and and it's weird for me to think that because of that, Sammy would last for very much longer as well. Um, on the upper side of things, who could I see going? There's an odd world where I could see the Street Profits taken off. There's an odd world where I could see somebody like them getting rid of the Viking Raiders. Yeah. I, I go far as far as to say it wouldn't shock me if WWE cut Drew. Um, they sure. Did, they did the thing with him. They put the belt on him. If they don't think they can get more out of him and they've got him on a big contract, maybe they cut him. Yeah, that 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 is certain. I mean, they've done it before. Uh, he was obviously a different performer then. Um, you know, Drew's another one that I could conceive in a world where they have him take the belt off of Roman, but I don't know. Do you do another rebuild after you had the poor guy carry that title all through the pandemic, essentially? Yeah. yeah. And he's not young. So it'll but be yeah, I th- the, other, the other name too, that's in there. I could see them cutting Seamus. Yeah. Well, the thing is this, the, some of the guys have been around a long, long time. You, it makes you wonder like, okay, are they at a point where they've been around a long time and they feel like they've gotten everything out of them, so they're going to let them go? Or are they there because they have such a great attitude and they 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 give the man what he wants and you know they, they work whatever he need, they need and they're a utility guy and they can plug them in, build them up, build them down, they can do what they want. That's kind of what you have with Seamus. I don't, I don't know if he's like 
ever got another world title run in, in him, but they can certainly put him in a world title match anytime they want because he's got the credentials from years ago. Yeah, and I mean, so, uh, you tough. know, my 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 heart wants not because I want to see the guy in this situation, but because I just know how much better he would be is if if they let go of Ricochet, he would be gobbled up in AEW in about four seconds, and what a difference he would be over there. Ricochet, I think, would be great anywhere, including including AEW, but anywhere where they're not sized like the giants of WWE, you know, like he could go, um, he could go to new Japan, work strong to the mm-hmm. side. He could go to the new Japan, uh, main line. He could also go MLW. He could go, uh, NWA, any place where he, um, has works people more, his, more his size and the people, his size get pushed. I think. Yeah. He'd be great in the J cup. Yeah. hundred percent. All right, uh, I think I covered down on all of Andre's wild A predictions as well. So with that said, we're going to transition. Who do you think is going to win the men's and women's Royal Rumble this January? Yesterday, John DeCani said that it's kind of a mashup of his hopes and his and his uh, and dreams here and, and his predictions. But he said he's kind of hoping that Bobby Lashley gets that title back, and he hopes that Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble and that's kind of the match that we get at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know if he has, if he really believes it's going to happen, but that's, uh, that's where he said. And then he also said on the women's side, he said, man, Raquel and Rhea Ripley, uh, Raquel is the, is the person he'd like to have win. Rhea Ripley is who he thinks probably will win. So, uh, with that said, where do you stand? So he said, Keith Lee. So I have Keith Lee as well. Oh, that's, that's two. That's two I think I think Keith Lee makes a lot of sense if uh, you know they do this repackage and they're they're building him up and stuff like that. He he can garner a crowd. He's a fan favorite. People like him. It's uh, I think if he stays face, then he's got a better shot than if he goes heel. Of course, because heels are easy to find right now. Um, I just don't see anybody else separating themselves. the the only The only other name that I that I could think about, and it's just based on kind of historical stuff. If they're going to give him some runs towards history, is is Randy Orton winning again? Sure, yeah. Um, I think there's a there's a there's always an outside chance that we we end up seeing something like that happen. Um, but that's I don't know. Yeah, Keith Keith Lee makes a whole ton of sense to me, barring somebody just is a house of fury or they figure out what they're going to do for his actual gimmick and try to give carrying cross the due that he got very quickly in NXT. Um, the women's side, I, I don't mind Raquel as a pick. Um, I mean, I know she's worked, I don't know, four or five house shows in a row right now up on the main. So obviously they're looking at her really seriously. And, you know, I had said after she'd won the belt that, that she had come a long way and that match with Ember Moon that they had a couple of takeovers ago was, was phenomenal. But my pick is going to be, and it's just kind of based on the direction that they've gone with her. And I think it's kind of a shot to some other ideas too, but I, I I'll take Shotzi Blackheart in the women's rumble. Um, she's a colorful character. They've done a bunch of different things with her. She's, She's not giant size like Raquel is, but there's a lot of different places that they can go with her. And she's 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 a fresh feud for a lot of different people too. 
And I guess if I didn't have Shotzi, depending on where she is, I would probably go to Bailey as the surprise entrant to win it. I mean, I hope we just get her back, right? Yeah. Like Bailey, Bailey's injury was such that she should be out through WrestleMania, but we talked yesterday on the show and, and talking again now. I hope she beats that and is able to recover and be back early. Yeah. Because, um, man, two WrestleManias without Bailey doesn't seem fair to Bailey. <laughs> no, no, it's a lot of time off the camera for sure for somebody that's that good of a performer, both in and out of the ring. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, BJ Pavanka said he kind of agreed with Rick, uh, with John DeCani's Raquel pick, but he also said maybe they're maybe they got Liv Morgan they're working on. Like, you know, it's not, it's not, and you know, it's WWE's kind of motif to beat the crap out of somebody and hope that that gets them over with the crowd. It doesn't often work, but they, you know, Liv Morgan is kind of a, a low-key fan favorite, um, and they just keep beating her and beating her and beating her and beating her, and they took her best friend and cut her and everything, so they, you know, got quite a quite a story there. Um, could be, I mean, you know, I, I, I love Liv. I think she's, she's very underrated, and I think given the opportunities that she's had, she's done the best she can with what she's been allowed to work with. I, I I almost feel the opposite with Alexa. I think Alexa is a better wrestler and a fine character. And I think they put too much on her plate to make her push through. So they're two ladies that I think are really their dues. Um, I, I could, I would be happy with either of them winning the rumble because I think they, they actually do deserve it. Um, and there's an argument to be made with boy. I, I'm not, loving a lot of stuff over on the NXT side of things now that I'm catching back up, but this version of Mandy Sachs. Okay. I can get there. I didn't think that was there. Um, so she's interesting too, to me. Um, but as far as like, you know, going to Rhea and going to Raquel, I could see that there's another name from NXT that I could see them hot shotting up to who would be great to me if she wanted to take down the rumble and that's Frankie Monet. Sure. Yeah, I think there's a lot of opportunity there, and I think BJ said it last night uh, in the Raw conversation thread that at some point an NXT person has to win the Rumble, and he's like, you know, it's, might as well be Raquel. Um, why not? Might She's well certainly win. sized enough for it. I think that's part of my hesitation on somebody like Alexa or Liv, like, you know, Bianca's juggernaut and she's strong and powerful and she won and everybody else previous to that had like insane name recognition and stuff like that. Whether, you know, it was Charlotte or whoever, yeah. Shayna. I mean, there's all kinds of, there's all kinds of stuff. Like I said last yesterday, I think Braun Baker will be on the main roster. I don't think he'll win the Royal rumble, but you know, he's a name that could be thrown in there, make his debut and kind of go from there. So, it's we'll going to be back. interesting to me to see how the call-ups go and whether or not they fiddle around with their names now. They shouldn't, right? Like the same thing we just talked about. There should be more uh, continuity from point A to point B. Now, God, at some point they have to just call a breaker a signer, right? I mean, like at some point they've got to just lean in. Or at least you give us think. A, maybe give us the origin story. Are they not going to put Rick on camera at some point when he's up on the main roster fighting in a pay-per-view? Like, ah, it just seems like a wasted opportunity. And the, sure the th it's like what I what we talk about. Like, 
you've got one company that loves to pay off the fans and you got another company that feels like they want to be contrary to the fans for whatever reason. And I'm like, man, you know, just, just give them what they want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Come on. Yeah. All right. Well, that said, I think we're through the hopes and predictions portion of the show. Uh, let's jump into some very brief headlines. I don't have a lot today, but that's all right. We usually can riff on about anything. So sure. uh, stick with us for a second. Breaking news. The Miz was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars. Oh. Um, so Byron and Corey and Jimmy Smith all have to deal with him being back on Raw. Sorry, guys. So, so the Miz will be coming back to Raw pretty soon. But he had a really good run at Dancing with the Stars. He might have his star might have risen with that show. So, yeah, yeah. probably. I don't know. He it, if they decided that they were just going to dole Miz out and have him do a bunch of stupid shows like that for the rest of eternity, he'd probably make a fairly decent living just doing that and never getting in the wrestling ring again. It is his. Uh, is his strength. It'd be playing to his strengths, right? Like that's where he is absolutely at his best when he is allowed to be stupid and goofy. And if you put I just, him in a set where that's appropriate, then perfect. To me, he's like a double dare host. Like, yeah. <laughs> and he's great at it. Like, right? like that's just have him do that thing, be an MC and just be a goofy idiot. Like, yeah, yeah. perfect. Let's not make him WWE champion next year. Never again. Uh, okay, so this week on Dynamite, we only have three matches advertised for Dynamite. They're good ones, sort of. Uh, we have Cody Rhodes versus Andrade. We have John Moxley versus Orange Cassidy in the Eliminator Tournament. And we have Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter. So the, um, the Moxley-Cassidy one, this one really kind of sends back to your Miami wheeler Utah assassination a few weeks ago. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if Orange Cassidy gets any offense in or if Moxley runs through him the same way that he ran through Vance. Yeah, this is going to be interesting um, because obviously he's he's just flattened these other two guys. Um, I, I guess I would be very surprised given everything they've done with Orange Cassidy up until this point to That's have Moxley come filter. out and do a, do a murdering of him. Um, but it's certainly been a different attitude that he's had these last two matches. So maybe we'll see that. Who knows? There's certainly a chance that, you know, Cassidy goes to put his hands in his pocket or do one of those light kicks and Moxley just floors him. Yeah. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I just, I don't, with his book coming out and stuff like that, like, I feel like there's probably a, there's probably like a, a low key push that's coming here. Um, I don't know if they use, I, I just, I don't, Moxley's just going to be unturnable. It doesn't matter. Like it's, it's Austin all over again. Like I, just, the crowd is going to cheer for him regardless. Now he could come out and he could, you know, decapitate Orange Cassidy. And, and as much as the people loved Orange Cassidy, like it's as close to a face as you could destroy. And it's not going to matter. Like John Moxley, his character is to destroy you. So it doesn't matter if you're good, bad or evil or indifferent. Like he just, he's built to, to crush people and that's what people want to see and if he does that it doesn't matter who it is you know yeah yeah uh and then so we have cody Rhodes versus andrade um it'll be i guess that'll be interesting to see where they go with that but ultimately it looks like we're just building to a tag match with cody and Pac versus andrade and malachi black at the pay-per-view so 
Yeah. Um, it's a weird alliance, both sides, but. Yeah, these are strange bad fellows altogether. Um, it feels like it's, which is odd to say, like they don't know what to do with these four guys. Like yeah, kind of a little bit, yeah. you know. Like I think, I think there were probably some storylines that were written where we had some commingling, and all of a sudden you've got CM Punk and Adam Cole and Daniel, you know, Brian Danielson that all show up, and you're like, ah, I guess we better give them some camera time too. So <laughs> let's just glom these guys together in these partial storylines. It's 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 pretty. It feels a slightly disjointed for AEW where they feel, you know, pretty on the path all the time. And this, I mean, we're going to get some great wrestling and stuff like that. I mean, Cody, maybe he'll get his cheers back and stuff. I felt bad for him at the end of the the season yeah. finale for, for um, his show, but uh, I, I don't know. Like Andrade, Cody, sure. Going to be good. I'll, I'll take it. I mean, I will say that you and I kind of both called that we'd be at this Moxley Cassidy spot with this tournament so here we are yeah um and jamie hater anna jay this one's tough um i got to meet both of them on the cruise anna jay is wonderful but i don't know jamie hater has my heart so i love me some jamie hater i think she's the best bump in the business when it comes to women's wrestling i think that she's young she's 26 she's got a long ways to go and a long career ahead of her she's super athletic she's strong she's sized right she's got a great look um if they give her the mic with that accent, I think she could tear the place up too. Um, and it's very, very interesting to me that she's still going with the no selling the DMD during the right. interviews. She so this. she, she's her own woman to a degree. Yeah. And I like that. So hopefully they don't squander this run with her because I think, I think she's a, she's a diamond in a, in a, in a sea full of diamonds, but a really bright one with a lot of potential. Yeah. And then, on Friday, we have John Silver versus Adam Cole, which should be a fun match for sure. Um, and then we have the Bunny versus Red Velvet in the uh, the TBS Championship Tournament. So, Yeah, two matches that will be fine. The Bunny has... Uh, I, if I was going to give a most improved, it's really hard because I think... For me, both Penelope and the Bunny now are a lot more interesting to me than they were maybe six or seven months ago. Um, they've had a lot more ring time. We've gotten to see them, see them work more often. And I think their work has gotten better because of that. So, but I know you've professional athletes in the ring and you would hope that that would be the case. Um, yeah. I like the two of them together. I think they're, I think they're good. I don't think it matters who wins this one. Cause I think nope. neither one of them are winning. N- right. Neither one of these are, gals are going through. Yep. All right. Well, that said, um, that is pretty much the end of the show, unless you got anything else you want to talk about today, Travis. Nope, that's it. Um, I'm excited to see where the direction of the show ends up going, and hopefully I'll uh, I'll be back in this chair to talk some more wrestling at some point with some continuity to it in the similar way to what we're doing here. So Absolutely. we'll see. All right, before we get out of here, uh, I want to tell some people about some stuff. So join Joey Jarzenka, Ian Schreier, and Rob DeLuca on Friday nights for the Primetime Rundown. They take you through the world of sports, and the show kicks off at 7 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And do join Al Carl every Tuesday night at 6 p.m. He hosts, alongside myself and John Smith, Gary Maheffi, the Essential Wrestling Podcast. It takes you through the week of updates and highlights in the world of pro wrestling. You can find out who we think is going to win the week's matches. Like I said, the show kicks off Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on the Eastern Observer. And I'll also tell you about ProWrestlingPick'em.com. It's a place where you can join or create a Pick'em League to test your predictive skills. 
in the world of pro wrestling. Create an account now at prowrestlingpickem.com so you can play against your friends or play against the universe. That said, Travis, I think we've done the deed for today. We and have, and you know, have. usually, usually you're uh, you're you're taped on those ads, so I haven't had the opportunity really to do a prime time rundown on Joey Jarzinka, Ian Schreier, and the rest of the gang over there. But I really, really hope that during the course of this football season, they don't take this ass kicking personally that we're putting on them in the eliminator. So if you're free on Fridays and you listen to this show and you want to go over there and you want to heckle them a little bit and ask them how their record is and why it is a bunch of wrestling nerds can out predict them on their jock football nonsense, feel free to stop in and harass them and chat all you like, because I think they deserve it a little bit. There were a lot of red X's this week. I wasn't one of them. John DeCani wasn't one of them. So we helped carry the team. It was evened out. But we are up eight picks on those guys. So get better, nerds. <laughs> I love how the wrestling show just called the sports show a bunch of nerds. Exactly. <laughs> All right. That said, uh, we're out of here. We'll see you. Uh, see you when we see you. <laughs>